0: well hello soap chat listeners today is october 7th 2019 and we are back as most of you know there was a little recording hiccup with last week's show but we're here to give you all the hot topics of the soap genre but before we dive in let's check on the co-host Tiggs. how are you doing tonight
1: I'm doing
2: pretty well. Can you
0: see how are you? I'm doing good, and Mr. Rodrigo, how are you?
2: I am great, Casey. I'm ready to go. How's everyone going? How's everything going?
0: Good. And finally, the one and only Alan. How are you?
3: Good. Hoping this goes well. We're <laughs> talking for an hour, pointlessly. <laughs>
0: Oh, Lord. We went through so much drama last week with recording, but on the other side, there were real-life dramas going on bigger than ours, such as Maitland Ward, who used to be on The Bold and the Beautiful as Jessica Forrester. Uh, She revealed um, in a release to the press that she is now doing pornography, and she is not ashamed of it. So... Tiggs, what are your thoughts on this? And do you think that it's okay for her to be proud of it? Or do you think she only put that out there as an act of desperation? First off, I gagged. I
1: truly gagged. Like, I bet she you did, did too. in the group
0: chat. Because I didn't know anything about
1: it. You said that in the group chat. And I said, who? Doing what? <laughs> I, I mean, because, you know, I wasn't watching both when Nathan was on. You know, my, my first introduction to her was on point B-12. So, you know, I'm just like, I had to think for a minute, I'm like, they have a, war, they have a war, Oh! She was a reject force. But yeah, um, I, hey, be unapologetic about it. I mean, like, earlier today on Twitter, I'm looking, you know, just scrolling town my time, my, Don't in the scammer, Netflix, about when the pop new shows. And we, well, I don't know if y'all have, but I have seen pornographic photos of him all over the internet and little videos and stuff like that. So if he can go from that to doing promos with Gunnar Valdra, I mean, hey, do what you do. I mean, our first lady got her
3: titties all out all over the <laughs> internet. So, I mean, you know, uh, a, a porno tape don't mean
1: nothing. Lauren Finchburn's daughter was over over there getting getting ran through by Brian Pumper Bar- 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 a few years ago. It's, you know. Just pop your titties out at the Target. Hey, whatever. Get it how you live. You might as well have fun Get paid doing something that you wanted to.
0: Rodrigo, what about you? What are your thoughts on Maitland Ward's career move? I mean,
2: 20 years ago, this would have been news. But today's like, you had to remind me of this. I was like, I forgot all about it. Like, it came out, I guess, one day, and then, don't no care that no one have people didn't remember Jessica Forrester. Where's the Jessica Forrester, they, they were like Jessica, who? I don't remember <laughs> this girl, but I remember her because I watched during those days yes. when she was on with Marc Verhees and um, and them people back then. So they, that's early like ninety five, ninety six. Bold. You know, they were doing a little summer set, this summer you know, this summer thing and you know, Rad always have the young the young forcers take control. Uh, but I mean no one cares. Do what you gotta do, girl, you gotta pay your bills, pay your bills. In the advent of social media, of course she's gonna promote herself a little bit, why not? Everyone else does it, who cares? let um, the girl cash her a little check and who cares. Maybe Brad will be like, oh, I can probably get her back on the show now. Because she's, <laughs> she's gone right now. So you never know what will happen. So who cares?
0: Live your life, may hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Alan, you know, I found it interesting. She said that porn is going to bring her all these new opportunities. Um, so Alan, do you think that t- since she's viewing this as a good career move, that it could be a good career move?
3: Not really. If you're, you are like, 40 and she's doing porn, it's not be a big career move, but if she wants to get DNA on her face, so you get paid for it, good for her. But I've seen her stuff. She has more enthusiasm in her work.
0: Chandler Massey or Kelly Mongeau no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to see one of these I got to see one of these little scenes, scenes he talks about because I, I just want to see I, mean, if, I don't even you know what I'll text it in
1: the group I chat <laughs> no. I, I do I do Cause if, so I do go on ahead and say it, let me
2: know if you're in your line with <laughs> <is here, laughs> your and way the black guy, guy. Oh, don't worry Rob Griegel I'll let you know <laughs> just, just let, let me, me know because I don't want to see I don't want to see Alan, what, you
0: said it was with a black guy? Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 y'all send me that. Alan. That be, that <laughs> <looks> like... <laughs> okay. I love that now Alan that already, already knows. Hold on one second. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm
2: saying. <laughs> well, now. I'm a pioneer of equality. Okay. <laughs> And if she wanted and a little chocolate, she'd have a little chocolate. Oh, girl. As long as you do it right. right. Yes. I mean,
0: Period. I
1: mean. there's, a, there's a specific
0: way you need to eat a Snickers bar. I'm just <laughs> <getting it. laughs> Well, now we've got to go okay, on to a much more sad note. Uh, the legendary diva pioneering black actress... A star of Julia and Dynasty and guesting on Grey's Anatomy, somebody who had a career for over sixty-three years, Diane Carroll passed away at the age of eighty-four after a battle with cancer. Um, Tiggs, what are your thoughts on Diane's passing, and what are some memorable moments um, in her career that you remember? Diane
1: Carroll a lot of us in the black community she was always that stuck up auntie you know they came to the barbecue with her furs and her diamonds <laughs> and she only came because she came for um big mama sweet potato pie and she, or she came for for aunt Lucy's potato salad she'd get her little plate be stuck up and then leave She's, per- she's the whole family like shit, but you still respect her, and you still want to be like her. That's how I feel about Diane Carey. But, no, for real. She's a pioneer. She showed a lot of people back in the day in Hollywood that black women were more than just the wife or the crackhead or, or, or the prostitute or the one that's always getting molested by their daddy. She brought elegance and she brought glamour and sophistication. I mean, she, just anything she was in, she was magnetic. You guys all know. I never saw Diane and Carol This is bullshit. Not one time. Even like being kid. You know, my mother made me watch Claudine. I watched a few episodes of Julia. I saw her episodes of Dynasty and stuff like that. Because my mother was always big on showing me, like, black people are more than what society tells you. And Diane Carroll was a shining example of that. I'm pretty sure I'm favorable to her being with of the world. Like, Marion Gilbert, every motherfucking thing. Her and Taylor Bell, they bounced off each other like they weren't nothing. Those were some of my fondest memories being a little, little, little kid watching TV. I remember watching episodes of a different worldwide. and seeing her. And that's something I will always
0: carry with me. Rodrigo, what are your thoughts on Diane's passing? And do you think she even paved the way for Black actresses in daytime?
2: Well, first of uh, all, Diane Carroll, without saying, was just a pioneer. Like This woman started out, let's take it back to the 50s, Carmen Jones. Hello? All the way back to the 50s. Harry Belafonte and Dorothy Bandridge. I mean, this woman has done it, did it, seen it all in Hollywood. And the fact that she's one, one of the first, people, first black actresses to be nominated for an Oscar. And in a role that, like, a black a single mother in the 70s, but it wasn't a caricature. She was a real person. Like, Claudine was a real person, someone you could identify with. If you were low-class, middle-class, rich, like, Claudine was, like, a one-dimensional character. Like, that was one of my favorite movies. Her and James L. Jones just had, like, one of the best chemistries in movie history. So, like, she did it all. And to come to Dynasty... And be like Daytime's first I'm not Primetime's first black bitch. Like that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to show that black women can go on a primetime time soap and dress in fancy clothes and be a boss bitch and like don't not apologize for it. And Dominic Devereaux would go down as one of the one of my favorite characters in Primetime or Daytime, just because the impact she had, like if you go back to her first episode when Dominique arrives in luxury, and all and all the white people looking at her like, "Look at this black woman <laughs> commanding respect," and like everyone is catering to her. That was an impact. That was a moment for me. Uh, is she pave the way for daytime actresses? Uh, I mean, before her, you had Debbie Morgan was doing her thing in the early eighties. Um, I think she enhanced it more 'cause in the later later years, cause after her you had characters like Vivian. Like I think like a Vivian I like kinda of liked like I think she was kind of modeled after maybe a little bit of a Dominic Devereaux type character. Um, so I think she did make an impact like that way. So Diane Carroll, she just she just paved the way. away.
0: And then Alan, what are your thoughts and do you think that Diane Carroll's name will always live on, not only in black entertainment, but in entertainment as a whole?
3: She's a legend. She's always gonna live on. Um, you wouldn't know have scandal or empire or power or any of these shows about Diane Carroll, she paid away for all of those shows. She's a legend.
0: Her. Even for white people who know her and love her. She's iconic. Amen. I uh first saw Diane Carroll when I would watch Dynasty uh in the reruns on SoapNet. Um, and I just fell in love with her. I think we I can speak for all of us when I say that Diane Carroll is one of the most commanding performers of all time. I mean, you just saw her in a scene. Even if she had two lines, you just wanted to sit up and listen because that's how damn good she was. And she will never be matched again in talent, ever. Well, anyway, um, Peter Bergman joined Alec Baldwin's podcast Um a couple of days ago and talked about his longevity in daytime. Um, so let's talk about some of our favorite Peter Bergman memories. Um, Rodrigo, we'll start with you. What are some of your favorite Peter Bergman soap opera memories? Um.
2: Well, my, I guess in my early days, uh was watching All My Children back in the day. So I did catch him on when he was Cliff on All My Children. Uh, that was my mom's favorite character back in those days and, but when Peter came on to YNR that's when he really cemented his you know, his stature in daytime, like he became Jack Abbott after taking over Terry Lester who was so popular in the role, so to even come into a popular role, make that role your role that is amazing right there but one of my favorite Jack memories is when Jack and Victor had that famous fight. Victor had his heart attack. And Jack just stepped over his body yes. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> you old bastard. Like that was the day, like Bill Bell, oh my God. Like you, that was a moment when Jack did that to Victor. He deserved Every minute of that, I don't care what anybody said, that was the days when Jack was just ruthless, didn't get a damn, he didn't cower to Victor. Uh, but that was like one of my favorite, favorite moments
0: in Jack history for Peter Bergman. And then, Alan, what about you? What are some of your favorite Peter Bergman soap opera memories?
3: know Maurice and I, the Jack Talbot Gang right? Three, the story itself was actually crazy and kind of stupid. But the aftermath of that was really good. He did some excellent Lord Antonio during that work and, work and he is so iconic in, in the role you don't even you don't even know ugh, I got sorry, I'm terrible, I am in trouble articulating with but yeah. He 30 years in that role, you know, you, you know like a recast. It's like, he's always been in that role. Even though, I know some classic fans prefer Harry Lester, but, yeah. And then... talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, Tiggs, what about you? Do you have some favorite Peter Bergman moments, whether it be from All My Children or The Young and the Restless? Boom child. See, him being on All My Children was before my time, but I remember my mother saying she couldn't stay in Cliff because he was always crying about that damn knee. <laughs> that was my husband, too. She was so happy. <laughs> she was so happy
1: when he was the wine artist, Jack. He's the only Jack I've ever known. Terry Lester was before my time, just like the Jill. Jeff Walton is the only Jill folks to have I know. I was around for Deborah Dare, and I was around for crazy ass Brittany Dixon. That's the only Jill I know and give a damn about. It. And it's the same thing with Peter Bergman and Jack. Um, my favorite story. When I was with him and Luann, and I'm gonna keep saying, "Damn it!" Oh yes, keep.
3: That's my favorite line. The bird. chemo exists, Peter Bergen. Chemo exists. No matter how much you want to deny,
1: Chemo Abbott is out there somewhere, sharpening his axe. Right. Yes. Like, he, chemo could have been to the average what Adam is to the
2: business. but no. Josh Griffiths, come on. But
1: but, but 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 no, no, they they let Peter Berg just there have a fit. I'm like, look, damn it, if you could sit up here and be 65 years old and be romance to 29-year-olds, you could have an aging son, goddammit. Suck it up. But i digress. <laughs>
0: that,
3: was
1: my, that was my favorite storyline. So, For me, that was a storyline that kind of humanized Jack.
0: Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, it took him down from his multimillionaire roots and it made him more relatable. I know, um, just like Alan, you know, Peter Bergman to me is one of those actors who kind of creates a memory every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who who
2: are they coming for?
3: It's
2: not for me. I don't know.
1: here. I You know. Yeah. Peter. He So, yeah. I don't know who they got. But I live in the city. I don't <laughs> live in the hood. People around here go to work. Okay. I
2: do that Peter came Peter. said that for us. We're talking about people. <laughs> okay. We think. people.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, um, see, this is what happens when you do a live recording. Um, you know, anyway. Can,
3: our phone catches every damn thing in the background. <laughs> we
1: couldn't be on no soap opera. We couldn't be on no soap opera. We been and got killed. Somebody be holding this hostage. And then somebody hit a gun, click in the background. What was that noise? Damn, <laughs> See?
0: Um, well, anyway, um like I was saying, you know, Peter Bergman, I think, is one of those actors who kind of creates a memory every day because his performances are so strong um always, so mine is a little more recent too. One of my favorites is when Phyllis finally came out and told him that she was having the affair with Billy, and they had those beautiful scenes uh directed by Sally McDonald in the Abbott Manor, you know the ones that end with Phyllis uh collapsing by the door. Um I just thought that was like true soap opera. You know, when you see those pure, true soap opera moments. Um and it was great. Um of course when Jack was addicted to the pills and the cabin with Phyllis and um anything Jack and Patty is always iconic. So yeah, some great memories there with Peter Bergman. Um, well, let's keep discussing the Young and the Restless. Uh, James Harmon Brown, one of those iconic soap opera writers, is now on the writing team of the Young and the Restless. So, my question for you guys, and we'll start with Alan: Do you think James Harmon Brown would make a good fit to be the head writer?
3: No, he's too old. He's in his thirties. going with that old. <laughs> uh, ideally, I'd want someone like Sarah. Bezel or Amanda I Beal or combination of to be head writer. But honestly, I will take Chuck back at this point, even though his tenure was watchable, but crazy.
0: Well, do you think that maybe James Harmon Brown could be like a co head writer, like kind of. Because I think it'd be great if Sarah becomes the head writer, but maybe, you know, we have the wisdom of James. You know, she's kind of like the Gene, he's kind of like the Gene Passanante to Sarah's Hogan. You know, he's guiding her through this journey of kind of how to tell these stories. I might be able to take that, but I don't, I don't know if we'd hire someone that close to death to be a head writer. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that's nice thoughts on it. <laughs> Well, Tiggs, what do you think? Should um, James either become the head writer? Should he move up in the writing team a little bit? Because I think he's only writing scripts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's writing scripts. Um, Like say he's too old. He has a consultant in writing scripts. Yeah, sure,
1: that's fine. But we have to remember, Josh Griffith is not only a head writer, but he's a co-executive producer. So he's not going to let James Harmon Brown do too much to his whack-ass stories.
0: Well, I'm just saying, so, he doesn't have to so, let James Harmon Brown do nothing, because I'm sure CBS will take care of Josh Griffith.
1: <laughs> let us pray. He's only going to I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm, 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 I I'm really, I'm I'm sure that you kind of win your contract with wine on and they're gonna let his ass have it. Why do you want the white one holidays like they did just, uh Mal Young last year. I'm pretty sure they're waiting till he hits his one year and they will be getting rid of his ass. They will be.
0: And then Rodrigo, um, what are yeah, um I, Oh, go ahead, Tiggs.
1: Oh, yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, he's not gonna really too much. He may make a little bit of some kind
3: of sense out of Josh's stupid ass stories that
1: that appointment and go nowhere but other than that he's not going to do much because we'll be all talking
0: talking about how there's new head writer after New Year's so so Tiggs um, who would you want to be the head writer Tiggs would you want it to be Sarah or would you want them to grab somebody else from the daytime pool oh, you No,
1: know, I would love Sarah Bell. I would love Sarah Bell, Tom Cassiello. I would love that. I, I would love for them like, poach Michelle Valjana, Patrick Mulcahy from Bold, because, God, they could do so much with Bold, but, you know, Brad Bell, he just had them writing episodes. You know, they can't write long stories. He wants to write the long story. But they, they can just, you know, write an episode here and there. And they're two very capable, good writers. I will move over to this line or snatch one of them from over there and brought them over, you know, to the other side of the, uh, of the
0: parking lot. That would be great. And then, Rodrigo, what are your thoughts on James being on the writing team? And who would you like to see as the next head writer when Josh kind of inevitably gets fired?
2: Um... I just want to know, like, why is daytime the only genre where we recycle the same old fossil ass writers time after time? I know that there has to be a program where there are some young up and coming writers that want to write for a show. It doesn't matter if it's prime time or daytime, they just want to write for a show and prove that it can write for a show, including Daytime. Like, I don't understand. There's no other, one. like, a Ryan Kwan, like a Ryan Kwan who, like, grew up watching Daytime, and now, look at him now, he's co-head writing with Ron, and and uh, I, I just thought, I a, why do we need James Harmon Brown to come in? For what? What do we need him for? Like, you can have Sarah LaBelle on the, on the writing staff. Promote her, their co-head. Like, oh, make her a head writer. You're gonna get rid of Jones anyway. Like that's a, the writers on a wall on that. Like, I, I just don't understand the concept of getting an old writer, and when I mean old, I mean someone that's like been this so long. Like I don't even think they know like how to write a new narrative for daytime in 2019. Like, I, I maybe I just don't understand it. And if they get a new head writer, it has to be like a Sarah Labelle it has to be someone fresh. In your, I, I don't want to hear a
0: Megan McTavish or damn <laughs> someone. I best not see and, Dina Higley. I, <laughs> I, I, I just can't. I can't. This the
2: only it's the daytime. The only, the only genre that does this. Get old writers to come back and do the same thing they did 20 years ago. I, I'm so tired of that. Like, can we move forward? Like to the future, like that's why we're so stuck. It's because we keep hiring and getting these consultant old writers. Like it, it's it's tired. It's old. I'm over it. Where James Arnold Brown? I guess <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. I hope you help it out because right now I'm gonna rest with is. I just don't, can't find anything watchable about this show right now. Um, so, yeah. That's that on that.
0: Well, that's something...
1: They're lazy. They're lazy. They, they act like it's so hard to find a 35-year-old to teach the world of this genre. It's not hard. No. they were up and down that it's hard. It's not
0: well, there are and Sarah Babel knows. Around
1: that. our age, who are making bank balance. It is prime time making simple, little, making simple little YouTube videos and, and being on TikTok and all these little apps and stuff like that. You mean to tell me you can't find somebody with went to film school that could put together a goddamn TV show? Not even about what he's just writing so far, but it's about putting together a good TV show and writing a decent goddamn story. It's not.
0: Well, oh, and like, Sarah like, Babel is, get, and you know, shepherd. she knows. She knows how to write these shows because we all know that she was on The Young and the Restless for a couple of years before they let her go, and, you know, then they hired her back, and um, she was also a writer on All My Children. Like, she knows how to write for this genre, and... I know we all listened to the Daytime Confidential podcast when she was on there. She had some great ideas always going around, so she could definitely do it. I think James would just be perfect to kind of uh, maybe navigate her a little more if she goes to the head writing position, because that's definitely different than what she's done. Well, let's talk about why uh, Bar's... Oh, go ahead. No, sir, I agree. Well, thank you.
3: <laughs>
0: Let's talk about <laughs> Why and Our Sister Soap, The Bold and the Beautiful. They have cast Kaylee Kuoko's sister in a under-five-day part as an FC, uh, Forster Creations employee. Um, do you think this is great to kind of keep the generational thing going? Um, or are you kind of just tired of the Bold and the Beautiful casting these under five parts every single week of Nothing Stars. Tiggs, we'll start with you. I'm
1: tired of it. I'm tired of it. It don't ever amount to anything. How much longer do we have to go through these whack-ass Big Brother stunt casts? So what? They'll go to the bikini bar. They have like two or three lines. They can't act with them. It doesn't do anything. At this point, that's just part of the grand prize. It's a perk. Okay, get on If you get on Big Brother, oh, you're going to get cast on board at some point if you make the most noise and get the most social media buzz. Who cares? Nobody cares. Give me a good damn soap opera. This ain't Roseville Down on all my shelves. Nobody cares.
0: And I then Rodrigo's
1: when Cheryl Lunburg on there because she's a shrimp. Other than that, I don't care. It's stupid. It doesn't play ratings. It's a waste of goddamn money and time.
0: And Rodrigo, are you in agreement with Tiggs here or do you view things a little bit different?
2: Where's Hunter Tylo? That's what I want to know. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we do Big Brother Caspins? When you can get hundred talent for that same amount of money you wasted on these big brother castings and just get her in for a control. We don't wanna see that. Who cares? Who cares about the Big Brother people? I know it's part of like their synergy. I know CBS love their little synergy with the- with each other, but like no one wants to see that on the Bolton Beautiful. It's daytime. No one cares about Big Brother like that. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't watch that shit, I don't give a fuck about it, and, Ooh. <laughs> so, I don't care, you could get the Tyler back on here, yeah, I don't care about the big brother girl. Exactly, like, Taylor the,
1: kind of started this whole baby switch storyline, and it's glaring that she's not there. Now, the part they're of they're the, talking about her off screen, like, oh, Thomas is gonna get psychiatric <laughs> help. For Taylor and all this other stuff. Has anybody even talked to Taylor? T- Thomas can be lying through his damn teeth. Hey, Taylor could be in another house on damn so. You know going to get to Taylor? You know what I'm saying? But you, you have all the Taylor headers like a asking ass in T-time Confidential. Hey, chillin'. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, t- Taylor can't be treating us son the one. How do we even know? Time to fly about every goddamn thing else. How do you know he even even talks to Taylor? Has he even been a contact with Taylor? We don't know that. So
2: it's all on camera. On camera.
1: It's like, there is no way in hell that Taylor
3: Hayes
1: will be away from her children at the worst moments of their lives. Oh, hey, and She lost me. a child. Yeah. Thomas went oh, that shit crazy. Well, let's, let's get to the a clip. And you mean to tell me that Taylor Hayes? God, yes. okay.
2: Bullshit. Yeah, Bullshit. Let's get Kaylee Coco's sister on here. That's so important. That's so important. Well, okay.
0: And then, That's Alan, bad. are you in agreement with all of us? <laughs> yes. Either like really give these nothing
3: roles for the nothing people, or we have someone talented in the nothing role. Like, Robin Givens was
0: a doctor. Why yeah, does she's... you do that? Does she need to check that badly? Ooh. Well, now That's she crazy. doesn't. <laughs> well, a topic that we discussed on last week's recording that didn't, um, not go as planned, uh, we can now discuss it this week. Uh, as fans know, General Hospital sunk to an all new low and is back in the basement of the ratings with a 1.9 in total viewers, um, and a 1.5 in households. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about this topic. Alan, we'll start with you. What the hell is going on at General Hospital and how do you think they can ever fix this?
3: This is like guiding light, false But New Jersey numbers bad. And they need to fire Frank. They need to fire Barney. They need to fire from Chris. Fire them all. Clean house. Let's get some new people in there. Cut some other cast members. This show is terrible. It's just something terrible. You yeah, know, people fucking cry to a rock. Raping, if it Mind-altered serial killers. You have people with bad weddings. in freaking in living rooms like they're fucking full and beautiful. Yeah, freaking a terrible recast. And Elizabeth so Walker doesn't need. I can't believe they're saying that because I love Elizabeth Walker, but she's something terrible in this fucking role. And
1: they they just need a clean house.
0: And then, you know, Rodrigo, I found it interesting yet agreeable. Um, I believe you said on Twitter that if you were a new viewer who just tuned in to GH, you would not recognize anything. And that was in regards to the Valentinina wedding promo. Um, So how do you think General Hospital can fix this huge, huge mess before it's too late?
2: I agree with Al you have to fire Frank that it just it just starts at the top and Frank has been here about seven eight years his time is up he doesn't know what he's doing he's bringing on friends he's casting just newbies in roles no one cares about his focus is out of whack the right, the people that should be front and center are not. The people that are front and center, people don't give a shit about. So, like, in these castings, like, you get Michael E. Knight in this nothing. Why, did, first, why do you have to keep a secret? Who gives a shit about this role? What was the secret about it? What was the secret about it? It wasn't anybody, no one in the past. Okay, uh, it's just just stuff like that. Those are examples of just ridiculousness. And now you see the ratings. Like you deserve to be 1.9. Just from those examples alone. Your focus is not on the show, Frank. You two, Nathan. you got to go. Chris, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I needs to prove himself without Shelly. Now that Shelly's gone, maybe you got Dan O'Connor on there. I don't know if they're going to do anything different because they'll get the same directions from Frank and Varney. Um, but they've got to go and you've got to clean the house. There's so many de- deadweight characters you gotta get rid of. I mean, Cynthia Watros. I mean, I love that woman, but it, mm, y'all should have just revealed this was Stafford was in the room because that would have been a good send-off for her, like Jake said. That could have been her send off. Yeah, they play that story that that girl wasn't her daughter, and she just hides it out of town. That's it by staff. But you had to keep this going for another six months before you get this to blow over, and it's stuff like that. It's just like you play your stories too long. The viewers are tired of it, so nothing's gonna happen until you get rid of Frank. And that, I mean. Other than that, it's still going to go
0: the way it's going to go. Sorry to say. So, Tiggs, um, let's go ahead and talk about the house cleaning. Um, If that were to happen, which it needs to, who do you think could fix General Hospital, executive producer-wise and writing-wise? And personally, what do you think is the cure- that could bring General Hospital into survival mode.
1: Shri Wild as the hair writer and Wendy Witch as the executive producer. Point blank, period. Oh, you and my history. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The way you can solve this problem is to respect the history, balance the storylines out, and just keep it real. It's not the Sonny Calling. Conny- and... Jason's show, it's not there are three, yes they're popular but there are three overexposed characters and this show's been on for 56 years, and the show survived for 30 years before Sunny Van came so they need to find a way to balance out storylines there needs to be an A, B and C story like any other show and a little bit of science stuff going on and learn how to bring it all together Quit certain characters and storylines where they don't belong. Quit showcasing characters that nobody cares about. I had a tweet earlier. Why the fuck is Triple and Grisha's daughter and Luke and Laura's daughter playing side characters to this Valentina and Nina bullshit? Why? Why? It doesn't make sense. Nobody cares about Nina. Nobody ever cares about Nina. People just like Michelle Sapp And people like Cynthia Wadros, But nobody gives a fuck about Nina.
3: Nobody.
0: So,
1: Michelle Bapper quit for R, They should have wrapped that storyline up. Nobody cares. And even if we did care, this was what needed to get you a fucking idiot. How many times has seventeen lied to her, and how many times her silly ass taking him back? Who cares?
0: So, Tiggs, we'll, we'll start with you on this. What? Who are five characters? that you feel need to go because obviously the bloated uh, the bloatedness of the cast i believe is one of the big problems five. You, you do no, no. <laughs> well <laughs> because because of five. time constraints because of time constraints we'll do five but the nina
1: George, willow Chase. Yes, I know we're on Chase. They keep saying what I, I don't give a fuck about the day connected to nobody I give a fuck about on that show. Five. Hell, At this point Michael could die. I never liked Michael. Who cares? Bye. Who else? Um, this Neo character that's been on in the legislative space. Bye. It, yeah, him. yeah. Neo yeah, can go. Bye, bye yeah. Kim. Sham, bye Kim. By the, yep. I love Walter Howard and I know Fritz popular, but I don't give a fuck. Bye Franco. Bye Drew. Mm-hmm. Bye Drew. <laughs> bye bye. I don't care. Bye. It's gotten to the point where the Liz fans will take anything. Franco is not the love of her life. She deserves better than that. But, you know, we've been getting served bullshit when it comes to Liz, so we take anything we can get. Fuck that. My girl deserves better, and it ain't her. I'm Stella. Bye. She can go. The coach can go, too. Mm-hmm. She'll make a great knock of windows on Y&R. Bye, Donnell Turner. Bye.
2: Great show, man. The well.
1: green <laughs> back that bust his ass about jail. <laughs> Finn's ass. I only want Finn on there if he's gonna be with hate. Other hey, than yeah. that, die. You can die. Die. <laughs> that, 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 that transgender character, Terry, whatever her name is, she can get the fuck on too. O'Brett. Oh, she didn't
2: let herself like die. Diane. Diane. After what she, after her little attitude with Junior, that she can go too. die to her.
3: Wait,
1: what happened? What
2: happened with Diane? Oh, the way Diane. I posted this the other day about Diane and Jordan. That Diane and Jordan scene from the other day. The way Diane went in on Jordan, it just screamed like it just felt icky to me. Just to see, just her venom. Now, I don't want to make it a racial, but well, I did make it a racial. Well, why,
1: why does she? Why did she go in on Jordan
2: for it? I don't get it. For for doing her job, for Sam uh, Sam getting arrested because she got evidence against Sam and she was doing her job, even though the storyline is stupid. The storyline is
1: dumb. I mean, I I, I like Diane, but you know, Carolyn Henderson's a Republican, so her
0: ass can go to. Well, by that stretch of the imagination, I guess Ingo Rademacher could go then. Oh,
2: no. I like that. Part. Yeah. Now, now,
1: now. Wait, a wait a minute. Jack's hates <laughs> sunny and he's always been hot with Carly. Well, Laura White's Carly. No, yes. Jack can stay because when it comes to Ingo Mossa being a Republican, I really don't give a fuck
3: because he wasn't born here. You're in Australia. Oh, <laughs> you know, I don't care about that. You, like,
1: I mean, I'll come to you if I give a fuck about you know talking about kangaroos and koala bear. But other than that, I don't give a fuck about what you think about my country. You weren't born here. But I do
2: like Jax. Yeah. Jax Jax and the Carly, Sunny, Dynamite, uh especially Jackson, Carly. They ain't need to get back together. Like that chemistry. With that signature no, that, that, uh, uh, child they had. I know. But that baby man, the baby Donna. I still that, want to smother that little brat with a that goddamn baby. pillow. Ooh. I mean Carly didn't need no little goddamn kid. I had a, an idea. That Avery would go crazy on this little baby because she's mopping on her territory. You could bring Ava's little, Avery's little Jerome side out, and you could play a good oh, storyline with that. that. Something like I'll that that would get Avery You, you can you know, or sell it, or kill it. Oh yeah, and, a- and Avery can get her custody back of that baby. They want. They will get rid of that baby so fast. I'm telling you, that'd be a good storyline.
0: So now, okay, Tiggs. Just one at the moment. Who which one character would you bring back ASAP for G H? And uh Alan Brenda. we'll start with you.
1: Brenda. You give Vanessa myself whatever the fuck she wants. Oh my you. Yes. amen. Brenda, because at this point, Brenda is the only character that will make Sunny relevant and powerful again. Brenda. If Sonny has to be on my face, I would rather that the guy is at his side. I don't give a fuck about him and Carly in this toxic, dysfunctional, badly written-ass romance that has no damn chemistry. If I got to see Sonny, he needs to be with somebody he has chemistry with. Brenda. Because right now, out of, out of all the GH, like, that's all I care about. Because even, even Robin can sing this shit show. Brenda.
0: And then, Alan, who would uh, you bring back, and why? I remember Lucky, played by
3: Jeff Branson. Oh yes, yes. Don't to see Jonathan Jackson's crying Mm ass ever again in that world Bye.
1: Yeah.
3: Different than sexy. He he can act. Yes. You You can 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 see him with Liz. You can see him with Sam. Mm -hmm. You can see him with
1: whoever. I, I
3: said
2: that years called I wanted to Jeff Bransman. Look. Mm-hmm. That's a shame to haven't snatched him up. He's just waiting to be snatched up. And no show has taken him.
0: And then, Roderico, what about you? Who is one GH character you'd bring back and why?
2: Um, I mean, aside from Vanessa, myself, of course. But my other favorite would I would bring back Rick Hurst. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. Um, that man has AIDS, like fine wine, mm-hmm. white, white hair. No, I love it. Mm-hmm. And you would bring Rick back. I mean, we give rid a Franco. We can bring Rick back in Liz's orbit, or we can play with Alexis too. Either or, yeah, chemistry
0: both of them. Later. But. Morning, Ava. Or oh, Ava. Ooh, Alex. Okay, hot. That would be okay. hot. I mean, ooh. <laughs> Yes. Now we're talking. See,
2: you see how many of the possibilities that Rick could bring coming back to the show. And the fact that Rick Lansing is not still on daytime is a travesty. Uh, but aside from Alan Michael, my, Rick Lansing is one of my favorite characters. And I would love to see him back. In, 20, on, in 2020, so I'm um, gonna keep hope alive I, I always wanted them like Dave to
3: bring him back as Scotty Bannon because that was before my time I didn't see him in the world but they have fucked with the ages of those characters so bad yeah, yeah. Like, because so it's like Scotty is the age that his father David was supposed to be mm-hmm. so it's just like mm, I, I
1: kind of almost just wish that they would have never killed David off, and they could have just brought Rick Hurst back as David. I know it would have been weird, but hell, this is David. He could have played his own daddy. Fuck it. He's <laughs> that much they should have needed. They should like, I would have killed Scotty off. I would have killed Scotty off, and I would have brought Rick Hurst back as David. It wouldn't have been that much of a stress, especially with David.
0: So one character that I think should come back Uh, to GH as a character that I feel like would be easy to work back in Um, he could really mix it up with a lot of women or maybe men Um, but I would love to see the character of Tommy Hardy uh, come back and you know you get a fine looking black man in there you get him mixing up with Sam or you know somebody good he's a part of the founding family of the show. Um, even though I know a lot of people, you know, consider the Quartermains to be the founding family because GH was a workplace soap. Uh, but really, it is the Hardys uh, oh, that were the founding family. boy that played
2: Tyler on the Young and the Oh, Rhetoric? Um, yeah,
0: Rhetoric. Rhetoric yes. Yeah.
2: I can see him oh, as oh. the Tommy Hardy now. Yeah.
0: But can you imagine? <laughs> you know, you do sexy shower scenes. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, him and
1: um. I mean, it could work because I mean they already have Donnell Turner. Donnell, like Curtis, is already a man that everybody on that show wants to screw. I mean, they got they even got Laura Bynes and up there there trying to pull some panties up at him. I mean, you know, all the white women and poor child love Curtis. I just saw Carly looking at him a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
0: Well, you could, yeah. I mean, you could do... They need to
3: up Jordan Curtis so badly. Curtis needs to suck someone else. They, they need to run Jordan over
0: with a goddamn... That, jo- okay, I've got to go here. I've got, got to know, go I'm sorry, here. It, 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 I'm going to be brutally honest. She I think... She can't ask yeah, she's a terrible the World actress. World she doesn't have any chemistry with Donnell Turner. She's awful. She's just as bad as that old punk-ass weak-ass
2: family that they got. And that little girl is actually from here. She around if, they should. age. They should have done Sherry Tom, she, If they
0: got Sherry Song in that role. Oh, Well, but George, how could you know, even think, think about, about... Come on, yeah. They could have got
2: Sherry Song or Dominique Jenny? Like, Dominique And everything.
0: How could you even think about replacing Vanessa Antoine with Brianna Nicole Henry. It doesn't make sense. I mean, who is sitting down and watching these damn casting tapes?
2: Mark Tesler. No, I think they are. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not Mark Tesler. Yeah, they are. Mark Tesler's Mark
1: used to him. be the best. He used to be the best goddamn casting
3: director in the business. This is him. all Ron. I mean, Ron Lordy. Oh Lordy! Right, don't put right. Don't put right. Right on that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ron. It's just that
1: they, they were just synonymous for so long. Like Don't you put wrong the other? You well, know, this is all Frank. Mark Tesna knows better. This is Frank's ass and his neck. But that's beautiful. That girl is beautiful. That girl is like two, three years old than me. But
0: Jordan's supposed to be 45 years old with a 24-year-old son. That's in medical school. Well, and I also hate that new TJ. He's a terrible actor, too. I just, oh, I can't I mean, looks why
1: he's fine. I mean, yeah, like, I do I, mean, I think I've seen a couple of scenes with him. He's not,
3: bad. He's not that bad. they not don't play. They they just don't play. Like, he's they just cute. Don't play. He's only so been
2: like ten minutes, no. Yeah, I'm like he's him, him, and him and Haley Pullos. Him and Haley Pullos. Oh, that Haley Pullos. Oh, I, I love that girl. I don't know I why like they don't Hayley play. I don't know I, why I, they don't, I don't play. Mean, I hated. I hated uh. Molly for the longest time because she was too goddamn
1: grown and she needed a ass book. With a but slick I'm ass she, mouth. But that now that
0: you're grown, I watched like that.
1: Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you, you know, go, yeah. you know. She, know, she put... first came on, everybody just, oh, Molly just so precocious. Now, Molly needs her ass whooped. Because she talked to grown folks some crazy. But yeah. Look, um,
2: look at Molly. She saw that, that cult thing in five minutes but yeah, <laughs> before everybody smart. else. That's what, that's
1: what I always <laughs> said about the storyline. How the hell Chris, is Christina 30 years old? And your little stupid ass got taken in by a cult? With your silly ass, with your 23-year-old <laughs> little sister, was like, no, this ain't right.
0: But your little simple ass. Molly is really? probably done solving that heifer's messes. I mean, Molly solves everything for that. She even she- figures out Alexis's messes faster than Alexis does.
2: One of my, like, dream stories was for Molly to be secretly... Working for the WSB all this time, they use her brain. They use her brain. Like she's such a brainiac that like she got. She gets hired secretly to work for the. Like that's what was, that was my dream for her. Because they they could have done it. They could have justified it. She ain't doing everything she does is off screen.
0: Wouldn't it be great? You know, I could see that, and then like Anna, like training her, and yes. I think that would be badass. But that'd be we a bad show, so No, <laughs> so, you're too smart.
3: Everybody's like too smart. Oh lord you have to bring you of a net in order to work for them. What's two plus two?
1: Forty seven. Oh yeah, you got the world. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh well, as we come to a close tonight, Rodrigo, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media?
2: You can find me at Rodrigo's World eighty one. Check me out.
0: And then Tiggs, where can our listeners find you?
1: The best eleven nine eight five. I love interacting with you guys, even the ones that be coming up with some bullshit. I still try to interact with y'all, even if I got to kind of make y'all look stupid because y'all be stupid. Sorry. <laughs> we We're family. We're so family. We call each other that. It's all right. It's alright. Some of y'all be a little bit too worried about these TV shows. they TV shows, y'all. We all passion, but they TV shows. Get your man. need a book. That's get a fine. video game. <laughs> get an OnlyFans or a Snapchat. Get a life map. It's a TV show. But yeah, that's where y'all can find me at talking shit.
0: And then, Alan, where can our listeners find you?
3: You find me mean, at Alan Strasser and course, surf. <laughs>
0: And then you can find me on my personal Twitter account, at Clone Riva. And you can get connected with our show on Twitter as well, at Soap underscore chat. And you can also get connected with us on our Facebook page, at Soap Web. And we will see you guys very soon to discuss more hot topics. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Oh,
1: wait, hold me y'all. Wait, please. Hmm. Oh, okay. We got to do like a best dub podcast until
0: 2018. Oh, we'll so get, get there, go darling. We're about seven months, but I'm, I'm going to try to
1: unwrap um, my friends for
0: some things, but I'm just saying, so we got like two months to decide like, what we're going to do. We'll, yeah, we do that. <laughs> we'll get there. I promise a, a best and worst podcast will definitely... Becoming. don't you worry? Because we got a lot of worse to talk about. I'm a, <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. sure it's gonna be hard to <laughs> fill those bets. So they always trying to play with kids love. That's personally the, the worst. They, they, I swear, they,
1: that's the worst. Like it pisses me off every
0: year. So, I didn't think given, they mean, given, given, that, given that JT story, they made that JT story
1: on Juan out best story last year. I said, "See, this is bullshit. That's mm-hmm. fake news."
0: And I well, think they even put, mother, under that best story thing, I think they even put it reminded us of classic wine I said, bitch where? Stephanie oh, yeah. Sloan where? Stephanie Sloan where? Hey, hold up. That's
2: what that
0: is. See, I miss and soap that, opera and weekly. Like, and my whole thing is y'all
1: can be critical without being disrespectful or unprofessional. Them and Richard from Soapson that, mm-hmm. yeah, am calling out names, See. y'all always want to like you
3: know, this is kiss
1: play, ass. Play, they play want to get so keep on getting, so they get 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 the exclusive spoilers. Yeah, get exclusives and spoilers, and it's like y'all doing all this, but then you got some like GH that saying y'all ain't going to Entertainment Week, and they ain't going <laughs> to that rice. But don't even so like, know rice. Right, y'all y'all doing Sun all price. this ass kissing. Right, y'all y'all doing all this ass kissing. But then they get passed over for Lynette Rice talking about them. Oh, Linda Dana
2: was coming to the Vogue in the Beautiful, played is that by gonna, Colleen
3: Think Tender.
1: Second
2: producer Jill Foster. <laughs> 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 exactly.
0: <laughs> I see, I miss oh, Soap Opera Weekly. I just always,
2: I love the drag girl on Twitter sometimes.
0: I thought Soap she's Opera Weekly was the best <laughs> soap magazine ever. Mimi Torkin was so honest with these bitches, and uh, I miss me some Soap Opera Weekly. Yes, she was. Mimi Torkin was the, only,
1: she was the only thing I really liked about Soap Opera Weekly, because growing up, I never really cared for Soap Opera Weekly. I always loved their covers, but I know, I'm but so Mimi's. Really, you know, Soap Opera
2: for
1: editorial yeah, effects. I like these editorials in the covers, but I never really liked the whole, like, kind of like tabloid newspaper feel of it. I never really <laughs> liked it. <that>.
2: You <laughs> I know, do. I'm a bougie bitch. I, glossy. Like the I like the
3: weekly covers because they were more glossier and they were yes. like
1: more
2: like. In I still face. have. Yeah, like I said, like I only like the covers because, you know, whenever
1: yeah. it was like a big who done it, like yeah. oh, who killed Joe the Plumber? This is 17K after he was on that on that photo, you was like, ooh bitch, this was hot.
2: They <laughs> treated it like it was real too. That's why like you were thought someone had killed somebody. <laughs> you on the cover.
0: Exactly. So I was like, yeah. Uh a good old days. Well, good night, <laughs> listeners, and we would like to hear from you. Feel free to Chat the hot topics with us, and uh, we'll look over your thoughts. And maybe from now on, some of them may be featured in the episode. Oh, that'd
1: be real cute. You know what? I'm we we can start doing that. I'm gonna start like like screenshotting like certain tweets from people
0: and start shouting out people. I think that'd be real cute or whatever. Yeah, just tweet us at soap underscore chat, and we'll see what we can do. Good night, guys. And I'm a I'm a little petty bitch now. Now, see, if you come to me incorrect, I'm
3: going to put you on the podcast. I'm going to blast your ass. I'm just letting you know. But yeah, good night, everybody.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Tiggs, I swear,
3: you.